0: warning dc on cw contains adult language and discussions if you're easily offended do not continue to listen
1: i love, love, love. you
0: yeah. my name is oliver queen i
1: went to your funeral.
0: The city needs saving. It's not fun. fun.
1: That was ripped. Complete. This is John Constance.
0: I'm from the future. Hearing. Because you can and inspire me. In
1: my name is Barry
0: Allen. Oh, doubtful mate. You see, I am an accomplished warlock, an expert of the occult. Supergirl. <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> you people will become a team.
1: Hey, cuz. It's
0: good to see you.
1: This looks like a job for the both of us. You Absolutely, really Heroes
0: legends.
2: You have this city. What is up, everybody? You're listening to DC on CW, the Flash Edition on Rayman Digital. Remember, you can find us on demand through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, any of the I, you know podcast sources out there. When you find us, go ahead, subscribe, leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. I am the one and only Bobby D, and with me in the studio today is Steven. What's up? Ryan is off fighting Kaiju in Japan this week. Thank you for your service. Um, So we'll be taking over and breaking down Flash Season 5, Episode 16, Failure is an Orphan. The team gives Cicada the option to finally take the cure. Now, I'm trying to think about this. This is pattern for Flash, right? About about this time, episode sixteen, seventeen, the real big bad reveal comes. Yeah, like I I don't know why I was surprised when something random happened. Oh, you didn't see this coming? I I kind of. Okay, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to the breakdown. I saw it coming, not who I
3: expected. Oh, oh, really? Yes, I called it. I don't think I mentioned it on the show. Then you didn't didn't count if it's yeah. not on the
2: microphone. I, I can I, go back and I review. Know, I know never happened.
3: I called it. <laughs> I called it two weeks back or or whenever. Uh, we'll get into it. But okay. I, I called it and I even mentioned it to Nicole last night. I was like, I fucking called it. So uh, yeah, well, we'll have to. I mean, it, it's
2: it's a twist. It's, it's a twist. It's a twist. Um, it is something that we uh. Should know. I mean, we're on season five of this, and it's happened every single year that about this time something's revealed, and it's somebody who you didn't think it was, or you know Wells ends up walking out of the wheelchair in season one, and you
3: know we figure out Jay Garrick is really Zoom. So I will say to me, those ones were more Christopher Nolan esque in terms of curveballs, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you're gen, you genuinely are like, whoa. This one I didn't have a whoa factor. I had a cool. I can dig it, <laughs> but um, yeah, it it
2: we we got thrown a curveball. Yeah. So la- last week we kind of uh, broke the news that Arrow is ending. Um, you know the flagship show, the Arrowverse, and we kind of speculated a little bit that other things might be changing. That it's not only gonna stop there. That there was a bunch of rumors out there. You know, whether it was Supergirl or Legends of Tomorrow also getting canceled. Um, And we had more news this week, and it was based off of this show, The Flash. They're actually changing their showrunners next season. That Todd Helbing will depart to focus on development with Eric Wallace getting promoted to oversee the Grant Gustin DC Comics television show. Now... It's always funny when these things happen towards the end of the season, um, especially kind of in, I mean, I don't even know where we would rank this season. Like, uh, how would you feel overall about it right now coming in the, like we're going down the last month of the season, basically.
3: I like it better than last season. Um, the thinker to me, there was some interesting things that happened, but overall I like it better than last season. Um as with a lot of these these arcs, um, <laughs> that's just like comparing to like shitty hamburgers
2: at fast food restaurants, well, I, I, you know, I, I yeah, prefer yeah, McDonald's yeah,
3: French fries over blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the thinker storyline over a while, a while it wore tiresome, I think with this one is very uh, similar in that regard. Um, some of these things, I feel like we could wrap them up a lot faster. I would have liked to seen this curveball a lot earlier than than episode sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, legitimately six, seven episodes left. Yeah, and so I feel like we've spent so much time drawing out this this thing, and and last night for me personally was was kind of the last straw with him and his crazy voice acting of the whole <laughs> character. I'm like, get on with it. Like, I can't take this anymore.
2: <laughs> when he took it off, and you're like, oh, it's not the respirator. Yeah, That's how
3: you're doing it? That's how you're doing it. That was your choice as an actor. I don't know what you're talking about, Steve. Yeah. Okay, Christian Bale. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that that was a. I, I'm so in that regard. I I like this one better than than last season because there has been some cool things. Like, I love um, I love XS. I love what she's brought to this season as a character. Um. It's been a fun dynamic. Um, That being said, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) I still want more Dibney.
2: So (laughs) yeah, which didn't appear again in this episode. All right. So this kind of shows you what's going on. And um, on Supergirl, we called it the the Kreisberg effect. That when Andrew Kreisberg was actually fired from the network for doing you know Hollywood stuff. You know when the Me Too thing came around. Todd Helbing took over the show exclusively and then the same thing with Supergirl. He was running Supergirl. Supergirl went on its own. Both shows have kind of fallen off since Kreisberg's left. Um, They've taken a turn um, for sure. Yeah. And so I'm not exactly upset that they're making a change because when they make a change at the top, whether, you know, they give the excuse Todd Helbing will depart to focus on development of what who the fuck knows but that's basically you got fired
3: yeah maybe he's going (laughs) on to develop new shows or you know develop uh, but you know what i mean like when when,
2: when they when they bounced out of guggenheim on arrow you know he's you know gonna be a writer now
3: it's like yeah you got demoted yeah you got we need a change we're not seeing the same ratings and the same results that we have been seeing And, and you know this season like last season um, we were talking about it before we got on air like if you could cut out probably a third of these episodes and you wouldn't have lost anything story wise. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have lost anything story wise or or it's just so drawn out and, and maybe maybe they're looking to change that. Uh, so Wallace
2: has worked on Teen Wolf, Z Nation and Eureka. Not never seen any of those shows. No, I heard but, Teen Wolf was good, but y- yeah. Um, I heard, heard that also. Um, but he's been working along this, along Hellbank since season five. But you figure, coming out, I mean, we're getting reverse flash next year. Yeah, I, I, I think, I I think I mean, you're right. I, I don't see anything else happening but the big bad being reverse flash. Unless something magically happens in the next month. So, you know, hopefully he comes out with guns ablazing. You know, and it's a new energy to the show because I, I honestly got it. It's definitely you can see the difference when Wendy Miracle took over for Arrow that like the way it was shot, different actors, uh, you know, um, not different actors, but different directors, different writers came in with mm-hmm. her and have changed the way the show was, you know, kind of fallen off huge, you know, and it and it slowly made its way back. And of course, it's ending now, but hopefully when Eric comes in, he brings that kind of new life To it of again uh, Carlos is leaving for a reason you know Cisco
3: you think it has something to do with with a lot of this do you think he's just getting kind of tired of you just wonder right like if if
2: things get stale why are you going to sit around and do it like these people again have made their syndication money now they've gotten past their 100th episode so they can go off and sell the show to TNT and collect a paycheck for the rest of their life
3: they got their own little clock in their cell that they're just watching until they get the syndication oh, money. So
2: legitimately, yesterday on Supergirl's edition, I said that Supergirl is just pushing to get to a hundred. What are they at right now?
3: Uh, Eighty-one. Hmm. And then you think after a hundred they will, you know, shit can it? They'll do something to it.
2: You know what I mean? Because I think that's what they all want. Whether you know, TV as we know it, as we grew up, is old news, and everything's about you know streaming and this you know Mm -hmm. binge watching culture but still if you're home during the day and you turn on TNT you see Supernatural and Arrow show up that means Turner wanted to buy those shows and that just means there's other networks that want to buy the shows whether it's here in the U.S. or overseas on some you know Australian TV7 that wants to buy the shows for the country um go ahead but they want to sell the shows and of course they want a good mass amount and five seasons a 100 episodes is always that kind of syndication point for tv shows
3: what's always been interesting to me these last couple seasons as we've we've kind of watched it you know you you and i both listened to to kev smith and and mark bernardin right Mm -hmm. now kev's obviously worked on these shows um to great fanfare and he's done a good job directing i think um but, Mark, there's a guy who is a writer who has done tons of writing and has done some pretty big things recently. I've always been surprised that nobody's just picked that guy and said, Hey, do, why don't you come over here and help us out a little bit? The guy knows the material. I would love to see something like that happen for him um, to maybe inject some different life into this. Um,
2: yeah, well, and I think that's what you need. It's a. Uh... We know the names like this week when I go and read the names, we will recognize the names. These are the same people that have been writing the same shit mm-hmm. now for years. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, bringing in the new showrunner, maybe bring in some new talent to write because um, I, I know you haven't really dove into the DCU yet, but uh, Berlanti's taking a lot of the people that used to be on flash over there. <laughs>
3: He's stealing them.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's all his product, you know, it's all yeah. his, product. but like you see Glenn winner, you see a lot of the names that we recognize from the flash now, directing and writing over there for Doom Patrol or Titans, you know, the, where they don't have limitations. Right. And, and so, of course, we've always talked about the talent pool getting thin, and that's what's hurting the shows is, is that technically, you know, again, Berlanti has his little universe, and he, of course, he pulls from the people he knows. And what used to always be all the talent on Arrow and Flash is now all the talent on Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow
3: um doom patrol (laughs) um titans did you have star girl did yeah did you happen to notice since you're you're right he's he's got a talent pool did he pull any of that talent to your knowledge or memory over to that netflix netflix show that he did i i haven't uh yes
2: uh the some yes i did recognize names over there for for what steve's talking about what was it called uh you yeah you you on was also a berlanti uh production um the people that did the music i were the first people i recognized that were from our shows the, so the guy who did the theme for you was also the people that did the theme for arrow and flash really yeah so i mean i'm a, so again i netflix always gives you that option to skip mm-hmm. you know the intro mm-hmm. and the outro to get to the next one so i really didn't get to watch the
3: name scroll by oh, okay but i'm gonna assume that they brought some of the same names over well which is cool I think right? He's got a, he's got his cast of people that it, he uses. But, and if you got a good solid team, why wouldn't you take them it, with it's you? It's
2: no different than
3: when I took over
2: like I started
3: this. Yeah. You know, I
2: we came in with just Ryan and Angelica. Well, guess what? Uh we expanded shows. Who do you oh Mike wanted to find people. I got my own people. Rod right and you nicole yeah. uh you know lauren paul like these, these are all my people that i know can talk about this that i'm comfortable with behind the mic so why would that be any different than going out on a tv show yep so anyway so we'll see what the future brings with eric wallace um uh, we should see some changes come next season uh with that we're gonna take a quick break when we get back we'll get into that episode Against Supergirl. Against Supergirl,
0: all right? Test run against Supergirl.
1: Are we just supposed to pretend like we don't hear him?
0: DC on CW. We'll be right back.
3: The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man. Is the UK's second most common STI, the number of cases of the new antibiotic-resistant strain is slowly on the rise.
0: Yeah, I like how, like, we're being attacked by measles, polio, and now a super (laughs) Super gonorrhea gonorrhea. strain. How can we weaponize this and give it to AOC, Jenny McCarthy, and Kim (laughs) Jong-un? I will infect an entire nation. We will defeat North Korea by giving them gonorrhea. (laughs) Thomas, I think you're the perfect soldier. You're, like, the STI Rambo. Because you like men and women, you could just behind enemy lines yeah we'll just drop you there with no condoms i'm like get to it you are our captain america you're our gonorrhea soldier this mission should i choose to
3: accept it <laughs> our super gonorrhea soldier jesus
0: it's time to send in our, our super soldier everybody you guys remember uh, vietnam yeah we're gonna do it all over again but we've got a this time send thomas in he needs air support over Find I'm gonna, all the loosest sluts in downtown Phoenix and bring them on board the airplane. I'm going to need a bottle of Viagra, six cases of Gatorade. What about and a the headband. Navy Seals, sir? What about the Navy Seals? No, 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 no. We need, uh, we need Trixie, Cindy, and Lola from around the corner. <laughs> Thomas is the general. He will lead the charge with the STI invasion, sir. They don't have gonorrhea. Thomas. Thomas, yeah, yeah. we need you to go ahead and infect these sluts, sluts I mean whores, I mean ladies and soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> we have just found our inside man. Mr. President, it would be my honor
3: to be inside men. <laughs> to <laughs> do you know, it I, all. i, I got to
0: make sure you're fully prepared. Whip the deck out. I want to make sure there's some discharge there. Come on. Oh, it's not gay. Let me touch it.
1: <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit rainmanshow.com Political 3 program is reinstated. Open Sesame.
0: The fall of communism and the dissolution of the Soviet Union yeah. and of course DS9 using elements of the Cold War to continue that political thought and bring in the idea of occupation which was also very closely related to the events that took place in the 80s with the Soviets and the Middle East. This is what Star Trek does and has always done so well. Even when you look at the original series, despite there being a growing trend to talk trash about its politics, the politics at that time were still progressive, though. So you can say all you want about the 60s version of the original series and how the politics, you know, are are shameful at at moments. But at that time, that Social commentary was very, very progressive. We have just evolved more since then. Yeah. So Star Trek has always been about that. Star Trek from the holodeck, exclusively on Rain Man Digital.
1: End simulation
0: you're listening to Rainman digitals dc on cw
1: all right we
2: are back let's get into episode 16 failure is an orphan directed by beat win yep. yeah and as a, written by zach then which is always a good name to see when a writing thing because uh you know, the, the the dinosaur one was him with Kevin Smith. He, oh, really? Yeah, no. And okay. he, he wrote Days of Future's Past. Ah. Um, he, I think, wrote part of Batman Begins. So he has a history really? of knowing his comic shit and coming through. So um, last week we kind of brought up the fact that it's uh it's all about choice. We're going to give you the choice to take the cure. And so this week it was... The chance to give the choice and whether Cicada would take it or not.
3: So, so back up just a second. I had I had to look this guy up to 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 fact check you here. Not that I didn't just you know didn't think you were right. Ninety nine percent of the shit I say on air is correct. Yeah, 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 (laughs) dead dead on. So here's what's beautiful about this guy. So to Bobby's point, uh, he worked on X Men First Class screenplay, Thor screenplay the flash obviously um two episodes it says here but uh, in 2016 but i think that's obviously out of date uh top gun maverick so the top gun sequel we're going to be getting he wrote that screenplay he also is working or has worked on the booster gold screenplay that we're going to see happening soon so that's really cool. So to your point, he is deep into the comic lore. I like seeing that when I see that writers yeah, like this.
2: It, it's somebody that knows what's going on. And yep. so you can trust with the character. And that kind of brings back your whole, like during news, you talked about Mark Bernard. Yeah. That brings that whole thing up of, and, and even I've argued this fact on Arrow of well, why is Kevin Smith directing all these things? Why isn't he writing Arrow? He wrote some of the best Arrow, um, yeah. lore that's out there. I mean, created a whole character that, um, Hasn't ever been seen
3: on screen. That would have been cool for Arrow to do, but uh, well, and they mean, never gave him the chance. Yeah, and I mean, there was that short period where we had Jeff Johns more involved. There's no shortage of people. Sterling in, Gates. Yeah, there's no shortage of people in the actual comic world that have brought these characters to life in the first place. I'm a little surprised that we're not seeing them tapped on the shoulder to be like, hey, you want to come write some episodes for us? I think there's a huge opportunity there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we'll get back to giving
2: Cicada the choice, and I think, you know, of course Nora knew exactly when and when the where the opportunity was going to be, right? And
3: uh, you know, it just conveniently happened again, and everybody kind of gave her like this weird look, like because she kept bringing it up, right? Yeah. Oh, we go, we gotta we gotta make it a moment, we gotta make an opportunity. At least at least uh Sherlock was was very much eyeballing her. Yeah, like, what?
2: <laughs> and so during that initial conversation when she figured out when the opportunity was gonna be was when um we see Thon showing her a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Why is this so important? Well, like th- something's going on with Cicada
3: and him getting out of that prison. And and maybe I read too much into it, but I felt like the clock that we were questioning a few episodes back is what was playing a factor here. It felt like it was a countdown to this moment in time. Which I've completely avoided since showing that whenever. And, and, and maybe I'm reading too much into it. Like I said, maybe maybe the clock has something completely different to do with it. But in in my mind, it was... That clock was ticking down to this moment of truth with him confronting Cicada, and that's where the the future got fuzzy. I could be wrong.
2: So you think that's why the, the glitch in the timeline?
3: Yeah, I think it was counting down, and the glitch happened, and we didn't know the, clearly there's something wrong with the timeline. Do you think the glitch is Gracie? I think it has to be. She it, She's not only a curveball to us as viewers i think she was an unknown piece of the timeline okay something changed
2: I, I i the weird thing is i'm more interested in that time what's going on there than i am the cicada storyline
3: oh what's going on with Th- yeah absolutely
2: like I, I i i am more interested in sherlock trying to figure out what Nora's doing and what Nora's doing with with thon oh, yeah i mean that's what i really want to see on the next six episodes i could care less about cicada yeah i'm done with him
3: i was hoping that we'd be done with him i don't i I honestly honestly,
2: god thought this episode when they finally got the cure and they stitched him up and they're just gonna rest them um was gonna be it and then that the, the last six weeks were gonna be the 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 drama between the family of nora working with the fucking enemy of this whole thing who started this whole thing and how she couldn't understand and i thought that's where we were going
3: i did too and i also thought when barry was giving him the choice uh the second time well even the first time but like you know part of your sales pitch there buddy that you're kind of missing is um yeah you could change that legacy and all but we're gonna arrest your ass afterwards <laughs> i kind of left that detail out when i was trying to uh sell you on it but like you <laughs> think, i'm 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 free of this dark matter right uh, you're under arrest for murdering <laughs> 700 people <laughs> right wait what <laughs> he left he kind of omitted <laughs> that little nugget
2: <laughs> it's it's like the uh watching somebody interrogation you know what this is gonna make it totally easier on you if you just do this um yeah okay that makes easier sense. on you your family oh cool well you know i didn't really mean for it to happen oh cool you're under arrest but you said it was gonna be easier yeah it was way easier for me
3: yeah uh, our side <laughs> way easier. way
2: easier when you open your fucking mouth so thank you very much
3: yeah that first sales pitch did not go down yeah, like i don't know what he was thinking going into that um and and her dumbass look on her face, you know, thinking that it was going to work. I was fully expecting him to uppercut. And guess what? He got uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> that and then, you know, going into the second
2: time, it's like I am going to approach him like a dad.
3: So so let's let's talk about that for a second. Because when <laughs> when Papa Joe, you know, when he was having a little talk with Barry about that. Again, I, I wish I could have said it on air, but I was sitting there with Nicole and I, and I knew, I knew what he was going to do. He was going to have to reveal himself. He was going to have to, again, play is, the daddy is, card. Is, is that the go-to for Barry? Do you want to feel comfortable with me? I'm not the Flash. I'm just this everyday man. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to keep pulling this mask off until everyone in this city <laughs> knows who I am. That's that's the only way this ends. Um, and it was an obvious play, but he 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 had to play the empathy card. You know, I can empathize with you. I'm a dad now. What you don't know is my kid is also you know in her twenties and came back from the future. You don't know that, but I I have a daughter, and <laughs> yeah. so I can relate to you, brother.
2: I have a daughter, and if you don't know, she's the reason we know where you are all the time.
3: Yeah, he and, again. He omitted that nugget. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: of course, you, you only—you you never lie if you don't just only tell part of the truth. Oh, yeah. That's uh, you. you uh, said that. That's what you told your dad all the time. Yep, exactly, and it's worked. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's worked. I've never lied once to my dad. I don't think I've ever told him the full truth, but I've never lied. <laughs> so now. While all this is going on with the team trying to get Cicada, uh, part of the investigation that's happening is through Papa Joe, which one, we were calling him Papa Joe way before he ever became Papa Joe on the TV show, and it's just weird for me now um, that everybody's calling him Papa Joe.
3: The problem with it is every time we say it, I think of Papa John's. (laughs) You're like, oh. (laughs) And that didn't go so great in real life. (laughs) Uh,
2: Him and Cecile team up and um it it was a it should have been cuter than it was in my head yeah it it went south um like i i don't know what i expected but she became instantly annoying to me again yeah where she had kind of recovered from it and we were kind of giving her the benefit of the doubt of pregnancy brain her superpowers now blah 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 and i thought it would be a lot better when they went into this i thought it was just gonna be like you know she was playing with a ring to let her know when it was lying but i thought it was just gonna be one of those sly like i'm gonna touch my nose and
3: you know it's gonna be like a funny ha -ha thing when she turned around the look on her face like when they were interrogating the doctor (laughs) like yeah it was so painfully obvious i think even the doctor was like what just happened
2: yeah your poker face is awesome um i gotta go yeah
3: (laughs) i fold yeah i mean just the way she reacted be like <coughs> liar yeah <coughs> liar yeah you may as well just said
2: it yeah um I, I, but i i again it's one of those things to where i've definitely missed papa joe over the time that he does bring that other aspect to the show that you know basically hasn't been here since mm-hmm. episode four i mean i don't remember while. when he got crippled and you know was couch ridden
3: well they have they have great chemistry on screen i I think she's she brings she brings something to to every scene that she's in um she's very warm as a character i i i agree with you she can get annoying with some of the stuff but overall i i really enjoy her presence but I was kind of hoping that we would see her powers just disappear because it feels like such an easy out when they get themselves into a pickle. It's like, oh, just call Cecile and she can mind read people. It's it's such a crutch.
2: Yeah, it is. And and we talked to him about that with Cisco, and at least they kind of muted that most of the season by slicing his hands up.
3: Yeah, and also him wanting to not have powers anymore. <laughs> yeah. So he's been very reluctant to use them unless he absolutely has to. Meanwhile, Caitlin's over there throwing ice on fucking everything. <laughs> yeah uh, how can we fix this ice yeah yeah ice yeah, yeah. everything's ice it's uh but but for her
2: and again this i don't know if i'd ever be in a relationship with somebody with that superpower why because i feel bad for joe oh i thought you're talking no, about caitlin no no the
3: ice ice thing would be cool oh well maybe but it, it just matters the effects of internal things Yeah, exactly i don't want to freeze my pecker um The, uh, yeah, the mind reading thing, I, man. Because I
2: feel bad for him. It's like, she, you don't want me around. Like, I would be in so many fights with them. Oh. Because of just everything that runs through my head. Is this mainly because it's running through my head because I don't want it to come out of my mouth?
3: Yeah, let's just be clear. There is not a red-blooded male on this earth that would not, that would (laughs) want their female partner, or male partner for that matter, or any partner to have that fucking power. Is
2: (laughs) somebody hot enough? That you could overlook them reading your mind all the time.
3: Mm, oh, man. I, I, I don't know because most of the time, quite honestly, um, again, to your point. If she what, was
2: hot enough, I'd be like, damn, look at them titties. That's
3: what I was going to say. So if it was like, I'm just going to throw out a name here because I, I was looking at it before uh, I got to the studio. Sarah Underwood. Okay. Okay. Yeah, If if she was my significant other and she was constantly reading my mind, which, by the way, if you guys don't know who she is, she's a Playboy uh, playmate model. Is she uh, dead? No, she's not dead. Why come? I look up Sarah Underwood. It says obituary. <laughs> oh no. no, 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 no! She's a play, Playboy playmate. Um, and and anyways, she's she's smoking hot. So really, honestly, if she had that power, the the majority of the time that she was reading my brain, it would be just all the defiling of her right of that I would want to do. And yes, I'm sick like that. Um, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, and she's super cool. She does cabin-y, outdoor, woodsy kind of stuff. She's a, she's a kind of a tomboy. Okay, I recognize her. You should. I don't know why obituary came up
2: when I started typing her name in the Google machine. That's weird. Yeah, I was like, wait, you're you're, <laughs> you're pining after a dead lady? Fucking
3: macro. <laughs> yeah, I'm into some weird shit. Yeah. I, 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 but overall, I mean, regardless, there would be those points in time where you would, um, it would just it'd be taxing. It'd be it would, yeah. You you would either have to be diverting could, your thoughts somewhere. Could you or, imagine
2: getting punched in your sleep because she was watching you sleep? And you're like, oh, you had the cutest smile when you were sleeping, and then I just started reading your mind what you were thinking about, and you're fucking Sarah Underwood in your dreams. Fuck yeah.
3: You. I mean, anytime I'd have a boner, right? She'd have to she'd have to read my mind to make sure that I was thinking about her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why are you thinking about fucking Jason Momoa when he comes out of that <laughs> waterfall? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Stop reading my mind, bitch. Get out of my head. <laughs> Tell me you weren't thinking the same
3: thing. Yeah.
2: That's what scares me.
3: <laughs> Embrace it. Yes.
2: All right. Uh, well, we'll take our uh, Jason Momoa wet dreams to a break.
1: Polytech 3 program is reinstated. Open sesame.
0: Fall of communism and the Dissolution of the Soviet Union And of course DS9 using Elements of the Cold War to continue That political thought and bring In the idea of occupation which was Also very closely related to the events That took place in the 80s uh, With the Soviets and the Middle East Uh, This is what Star Trek does And has always done so well Even when you look at the original series, despite there being a growing trend to talk trash about its politics, the politics at that time were still progressive, though. So you can say all you want about the 60s version of the original series and how the politics, you know, are are shameful at at moments. But at that time, that Social commentary was very, very progressive. We have just evolved more since then. Yeah. So Star Trek has always been about that. Star Trek from the holodeck, exclusively on Rain Man Digital.
1: End simulation.
0: All
2: right, we've cleaned up and we're back. <laughs> Using the cure. After all these weeks of having the cure, not having the cure, having the cure, not having the cure. I'm going to give it to whoever I want. No, I'm not. I'm going to ask for consent but what if he tries to kill one of us then i'm gonna shoot him in the neck with the cure um we finally get cicada to have the cure and of course they set this all up where he only wants his doctor around and for me this was probably the weirdest part of the episode because in my head i have it that uh grace is in her coma because this doctor wants her in her coma
3: oh you think grace is or she's keeping grace in like the coma. it was a purpose? medically
2: induced coma because she was stealing drugs and all this other stuff and i don't know in my well, head that's how i was processing what oh, was going okay. on was that you know maybe she was forcing her to stay in the coma
3: well it could go one of two ways right i want to believe on one hand i want to believe that she's trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. and 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 needs the medication to help the child keep the child uh you know, whatever in a good state,
2: she hates metas,
3: but she hates metas. And so we don't know what she knows. And maybe the other route here is she knows based on him, what, what grace is, is capable of doing or what, what have you, or she's worried of what grace is capable of, of doing. And so she's purposely comatosing her and sedating her. It could go either way. Um, but clearly he has only a trust for her. And I, it just
2: like, it just seemed like a misguided trust. And I think it would, might've been just because of the Joe Cecile investigation, And I might've been reading too much into it.
3: Um, um, well, and it could be, you're right. It could be very misguided, but you know, from his perspective, he's just worried about his niece and just wants the best for her. And, and, and if she's that fucked up against, um, hating metas, she could ultimately just be using him as an instrument um but she seemed to genuinely care uh, about him during the operation when his vitals and stuff started started to drop or maybe she was just worried like shit now i got to take care of this kid on my own fuck
2: <laughs> this is mine
3: <laughs> but she seemed to be genuine genuinely concerned for his well-being and safety so
2: now the other question that i have and maybe you can help me out here cuz again i think of myself as a smart person um, that I can figure a lot of things out on my own. Mm -hmm. But when they're doing the surgery,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Cicada comes in, Barry loses his powers. Mm -hmm. Cecile looks at him and goes, I gotta get out of here. I can feel the rage in that man. Mm -hmm. How come she didn't lose her powers?
1: Hmm.
3: Maybe... (laughs) Now, hold on a second. I, I,
2: but I'm so confused about this throughout, and, and, and I was watching it, and I saw that scene happen, and then I started thinking, how does Caitlyn get to
3: use hers? Like, Well, we know Caitlyn's not a meta, so that's how Caitlyn gets to use hers. Because it's based on the ALS stuff. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Now, now with with Cecile... She has dark matter. She does have dark matter. She's had dark matter inside of her. Yeah.
2: I um, Hey, old Papa Joe! Hey, Papa
3: Joe! I... I wonder, I wonder if, if, does he need to know that you're a meta? (laughs) That just seems like a weird, (laughs)
2: like, Like, focus on, like, taking it away.
3: Yeah, like, if I know you're a meta, then when I walk in the room, I can shut your shit off with my fancy little lightning bolt blade. If I don't know, no harm, no foul, you get, you know, you're undetected. But maybe there's something different, or maybe it was just a big plot hole. (sighs)
2: did you even pick that up or
3: again am i i didn't pick it up but now that you point it out weird about it now i'm gonna fixate on it (laughs) so you're just gonna watch "Hmm." yeah maybe maybe it's just a plot hole um i would hopefully they explain it at some point yeah
2: it was my women's intuition it wasn't my superpowers (laughs)
3: yeah that wasn't me reading his mind that was just me he he just creeps the fuck out of me yeah using my my female look at the way he talks
2: that's weird
3: that is weird (sighs) it's like dude like when you had the respirator on okay i i can maybe look past it fine but one why did you need the respirator in the first place is it because you have a big gaping hole in your lung it, maybe that's how they're going to explain that, right? Like, he has to talk that way because he's got a hole in his head, in his chest. He's like, thank you for patching up the hole in my chest. Uh, it just feels so good to talk normal, finally. He sounds like fucking Pinocchio. Yeah, I'm a real boy now. <laughs> well, technically, he would be. He wouldn't be a meta person. He'd be a, a regular person. That dark
1: person. matter fucked up my voice box.
3: <laughs> right there, you almost sounded like the creepy old guy on Family Guy. Yeah, I can do that one, too. <laughs>
2: Chris, get your ass over here. <laughs> that damn paper boy didn't bring my paper this week. Oh, God. Yeah, I... That's about it for the, the impersonation. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: the the voice thing was was killing me last night. It really was. Um, I was glad when they put him under and, <laughs> and gave him the CPAP machine because I was over it.
2: So So you know while this is all happening power goes out you know we're like oh cool here's our big reveal i legitimately thought reverse flash is running through that fucking shit uh, not me not me like i completely forgot about the gracie you know the grace thing um about her being cicada in the future no no i, I, I just like what is her purpose of time travel like did thawne send her back that's
3: the million dollar question like you need to go now
2: because of this happens and I'm going to send her back at this exact time because I know you guys guards going to be down
3: there's the million dollar question um in which case how did he get out of his cell to make that happen how did she travel she would have had some had to have had some means of travel unless this is a grace from another earth and on that other earth um you know cicada is grace uh-huh. but not on on this earth that's a possibility but also notice the different powers she had yes she had a lot of powers up her sleeve so maybe time travel just happens to be one of the many powers she has
2: i, I it was just a again it left me with a lot of questions and i don't know if it's questions that i really care about
3: i think that's that's the underscoring point right um we want to know what's going on with Thon. <laughs> and part of my whole theory of her being
2: kept in that medically induced coma by the doctor is she killed the doctor right away.
3: Yeah. So she didn't sit there and be like, "Oh my gosh, my savior." So it makes you wonder again those powers. Is she like So last season we had the thinker and we kept kind of uh comparing him uh for better or worse to si- uh, what was it? Siler? Mm -hmm. on heroes and if this broad has all these powers the way she does maybe maybe one of them is a little bit of telepathy as well kind of how cecile is maybe maybe um she either absorbs powers around her temporarily or whatever, and, and or, or maybe not. Maybe she just has a tele- uh, telepathic power, and the whole time she's in a coma, she knows that this Dr. Broad is doing bad things and sedating her on purpose. Because
2: her mind's there, and we kind of saw that with the uh, going into her head with that machine that one time. Yeah,
3: and when you're in a coma, you're still hearing things around you. You're still uh, so, you're subconsciously knowing that this doctor's doing something, Uh, It's revenge. So she comes in and whoops everybody's ass. Big time.
2: Like, you know, they made her a formidable opponent right off the bat. So this brings up the Hitler question. Would you kill her in her coma so she can't come back?
3: Oh, man. (laughs) Would you take a pillow and just put it over her little head? Or give her the cure.
2: That's probably the less
3: mean i I always go
2: with the hitler thing because it's always the question could you kill a baby hitler um and i and i you know yeah so it's always the first thing that comes out of my mouth when it comes to eliminating villains when they're young but i think i i hate the fact that they've made it such a like stance on pro-cure anti-cure pro-choice anti-choice
3: it's, That's really it's kind of like the whole Supergirl thing that they've had they've been having going on with the immigration topic. This yeah. is the kind of our pro-choice topic. You know, I never really thought about that, but now that you bring it up, we, we're seeing a lot of that. Is there anything like that going on on Legends or Arrow? No. Okay.
2: No. Legends is Legends, and Arrow's doing Arrow shit. Okay.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, they're jumping around and shooting stuff. Um. So it, it's just one of those things of. At this point that this person comes in and fucking wrecks your world and you have a way to stop her, if you really believe that, if we believe that this is the same grace from the future that's come back to some reason, knew exactly at what time to come back and what to do to mess everything up, do you take, I mean, I I legitimately, I in my mind, I have no problem shooting people with the cure. Like, I'm one of those people that If you've done something wrong, do I believe in rehabilitation with some things? Yes. With things like if you're using your power against other people for murders, things like that, yeah, you probably shouldn't be around. Um, Taking your meta power away might be the best thing for you. Um, That way you can at least be on a level playing ground if you're trying to kill people. So this one where this person obviously comes in and wrecks the world, and we don't know what cicada is the one that's, killed more people than zoom and red death is it this one is this why she's still there in the future hmm and can you stop that future from happening if the timeline's really malleable and she's there and you can stop her now
3: wouldn't nora know about this i don't know you thought nora would know who reverse flash was but we've always said that
2: you know god un- damn
3: it she's dumber and dumber by the episode she
2: is unfortunately again she's gotten and i don't want this sounds so just shallow but she's gotten uglier too because the stupider whoa, whoa, she gets whoa. No, oh, for me, okay. you know what i mean not that way but you, there's a certain cuteness that comes with certain things
3: and when you know when you start making dumbass decisions dumb you dishes. lose some points on the scale
2: and again i would say this if ryan was here so this isn't a knock on ryan we've had people tell ryan you're an eight until you open your mouth
3: then you're a three these are facts, people. These are facts. <laughs> this
2: isn't a Bob taking a pot shot at Ryan. These are real things that have happened in our life that I've stood next to him. And I'm like, I'm surprised he didn't punch her. Um, yeah, <laughs> That
3: would have been in character. <laughs> not that he's a woman beater because he's not. But, but <laughs> I mean, somebody just saying that out of the blue to you. Yeah. I, but, but
2: th- that's my that's my feels for Nora right now that coming in, she was like this cute you know uh you know first time at disneyland person like oh look at everything and now she just the more and more you learn about her you're like you are stupid
3: you're dumb you're well yes she's manipulative she's dumb now she's also being manipulated yeah um yeah man god damn it Nora. It's it's an unfortunate thing. It's just well, when the whole glitch thing popped up, the, the first thing that popped in my mind, too, besides the clock was how much of this is her fault. Is it half of it? Seventy five, a hundred percent. What what of this is Nora's fault for happening? Yeah. Because it's either hers or Barry's, I'm convinced. One of those two knuckleheads did something with the timeline. And even Sherlock, you you know, he kind of slyly, it was like a backhanded bitch slap a little bit of, you know, the the timeline's malleable. It felt like it was directed at her.
2: Yes. I think he's, we know he's catching on, but he is not going to go accuse you know he's a think, guest in the house. I guess you think he's going to wait until he has all his facts in a yes, row. Yes, I want, and, then... and he. I think he wants hardened, like real proof, before he goes out and does anything. Because you know it would just be like, how do you tell somebody that somebody that you love, that you, you know, this is your daughter, your sister, your mother, that she's fucking with you, without proof? Like what's your proof? Well, I don't know. These things just don't add up.
3: Well, I think you go. I think you go to uh, one. You go to uh, Iris first. Iris was the first one that had um, Spidey sense tingling. Yeah, and then two, you go in and talk to Gideon, and that's going to be the red flag right there. I, I even forgot that that was a thing that all her files are deleted. All you have to do is go into Gideon and say, "Bring up any information on Nora West Allen," and it's going to go, "Hmm, deleted." That's that. That's all he's got to do. That's that's the. Uh, the ultimate,
2: yeah. No, I mean that that definitely makes sense. I mean, we got to get there at some point. So,
3: and there was a lot of uh, time uh, or speed force uh, glyphs during that glitch thing, too. Yes, lots of them.
2: And so you you just wonder what's going on there and who it is or what it is. Um, again, th- this episode left us with a bunch of questions. Uh, you know, for the last six weeks. Or seven weeks, whatever we have left. Um, but it, it's just like uh, I, I wanted Cicada to be done.
3: I didn't want to have, like you're saying, six weeks out. I didn't want to have more questions raised at this point. We need to start getting some answers, start tying it
2: up, you know. And, and tie, not only okay, so we got to think of it this way: we have six episodes left, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming whatever they're doing um, for the end the conclusion it's gonna have to tie into crisis that they can't just go next season and start crisis off episode one without doing something in the closing of all these these shows
3: yeah i think it would be super silly to unless they surprise us with something amazing i think it'd be super silly to end your season and not have that lead Right in in some way whether it leaves you with a cliffhanger or a breadcrumb into it yeah, you, you have, you have to. to
2: because you know if you guys don't remember episode I think 9 8 or 9 of this you know was the crossover and it says the crossover will return in August or September with you know crisis and you're just like oh well we're starting off the season that way so we have to have that conclusion also so I don't know
3: Yeah, I I just we we, we gotta start wrapping it up, people.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things. We can't have any more fluff episodes, which we had this week on Arrow, which was completely weird. Knowing that we're on the countdown for everything, Uh, we gotta have solid episodes going here on out.
3: Well, hopefully, those last ten, at least on Arrow, they really knock it out of the park. Yeah, and and give him, like you said last week, give him a send off. Give him a send off. So, but this one's got to wrap it up. Yep, definitely.
2: Um, final thoughts. Go you gotta wrap it up
3: that's that that really is my that's my final thought like no no new things right now no stop i don't want i'm sorry the kitchen's closing we're not taking any more orders correct i do not want any new characters from here until the end don't even do it i'll be pissed unless it's in the very last episode leading into crisis i want no new characters i need some storylines to start closing up i need dibney I need Cisco to decide on taking that fucking cure because we know we know that's got yeah, to be right. The, we got to We got to watch. We got to walk him away, too. We got to walk him away. And I hope I hope walking him away is a nice um natural way to bring Dibney more as a reoccurring character. Now, the thing that's interesting about the guy who plays Dibney, he has that other uh, series that he's a part of. And remind me, is, is that only on their streaming side of the fence? Uh,
2: I don't know if that's a new thing. I think that's an old cancelled show. Oh, really? Yes, that you've seen the commercials for
3: Yeah. Okay, well then that's very confusing how they're marketing it. <laughs> um but I want to see him come back more into the fold and and I don't know. This one just left me after having such an amazing episode last week that gave me all the things that I wanted, this one took them all away. The <laughs> yeah. It didn't it didn't leave me craving for more like I hoped that I would.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I agree with you. They just gotta they gotta start closing out stories week by week. And again, I wouldn't have been sad if Cicada would have ended this week, the doctor and him get put away in jail, you know, not introduce Grace and then tie up because we got a lot of things going on with the Nora storyline, which is basically the A storyline for the season.
3: So so real quick before we close I had one just thought, one weird thought right now, and it goes back to Papa Joe and Cecile. The baby is so absent, we never, ever see the baby. So one, who's taking care of this baby? And two, does Cecile, since she now has these meta powers from dark matter, is her breastfeeding going to affect the child?
2: Yes, there's dark matter in her nipple. And that's it? Yes, and that will be it for today's DC on CW to Flash edition. Remember, you can always catch any past and future episodes on DC on Go find us on all our social medias, follow us, like us, talk to us, do all those wonderful things, and we will be back next week. The nipples. So dumb. <laughs>
1: People want cuddle! <laughs>